All right, everyone. I am here with a special guest. Introduce yourself. Hello. Special guest here. This is Kane, not Kanye. I was all like, are you going to say your name or are you just going to say <laughs> You know, I like to keep the people guessing. I love it. Okay, so Kane suggested that we start off with our origin story. Kane and I have known each other for, oh my God, how long has it been now? I don't know. Our villain origin story. Okay, we graduated in like 2014 and we knew each other before that. So like it's almost been 10 years. Yeah, I'd say right around 10 years. Oh my God. Yeah. I had a crush on Kane. <laughs> Not yeah. knowing that I wasn't his type. Yeah. Looking back, I liked a lot of gay men. Yeah. It's kind of an unfortunate pattern we're all seeing. I'm also unfortunately attracted to gay men. So <laughs> it's just something we're all overcoming at this point. As a straight woman who only liked gay men for a while, does that mean I have better taste? I think it means you have very high hopes for yourself. <laughs> You're like, I like someone who's handsome, but also knows how to decorate. <laughs> and how to dress and yeah. talk about feelings. And how to order a dirty martini. <laughs> I love guys who love talking about how hot other guys are. Yeah, I unfortunately sometimes am one of those. But other times when people are telling me how hot other people are, I'm just like, mm, no, shut it down. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. Honestly, I tell people i'm like if if i can get a guy approved by my mask lesbian friends and my gay friends then he's good to go yeah and that's i think why we're in this scenario we have yet to <laughs> cross that bridge i have yet to find anyone that has been approved yeah. by anyone even yeah. my straight friends absolutely but yeah the first time we went out uh -huh. um you said about every 10 minutes <laughs> this is not a date he like really wanted to get that through my head and if i yeah. and i didn't even care at the point that if you were gay or not i was just like damn okay like he i'm in the friend zone like he doesn't <laughs> need to keep pushing this idea <laughs> Yeah, I thought I was being funny. And you're just like, okay, like, I want to go home. I'm like, I get it. You and every other man I've been out with. Yeah, but then we went to it. We went to Atlanta. We did. And we really just like kicked things off. We went to see the main. We saw the main. We stayed in a little motel. Oh, we went to a diner. Remember the diner? We did. And then I told my friends where we were at. And they were like, oh, that's like a weird place to go. Was and I was it? Like, I remember that. Apparently. They were like, like the diner itself? Yeah. They were like, you know, there's so many better places to go in Atlanta. And they were like, actually, we don't know. We hardly ever leave the panhandle. And it's like midnight and, and yeah. we're 12 years old. Yeah. Like, and now look at us. We're world travelers. Well, some of us more than others. Um, I went to Italy and France. Right. Where have you been? Um, I've been to the Bahamas twice and I've been to the Mexico, the Mexico. I've been to Mexico. And then aside from that, it's been a lot of domestic travel. Men's bedrooms in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago. Public bathroom stalls. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know, we're going to stop opening up to Elizabeth. <laughs> um, no, you know, I just, I see it from one date to another. If we're not, you know, I think dating's a really great way to find new restaurants in different cities. No, I applaud you. I'm yeah. just not... And no judgment. I yeah. I just sit in my room alone with my cat, and that's it. Yeah. I talk to Doug, my cat, more than any other male on this earth at well, this I, point. I think it's important to note that you really just have to put yourself out there, right? You have to go into it knowing, like... I'm in Pensacola. I'm yeah. not putting myself out there. <laughs> well, I think you should. I think you should. It's good for practice. I ended up naked in a military base. I don't... <laughs> I think it's good for practice. You're never going to... To make varsity if you don't practice. You know what I'm saying? So you have to stay. I'm done with military though. Yeah. Well, no one's condoning that. Last week I moved on to a theater kid. So I don't know. <laughs> Not to make And we progress back to gay men. <laughs> <laughs> He's obsessed with pirates. Like genuinely. Yeah. Like he knew so many pirate facts. Interesting. Do you remember any from the date? Oh my god. Okay. He was like, "Do you know what they call their long guns?" And I was like, "A long gun." He's like, "No. Apparently, it's different than a short gun. It's like something Buster, Bustle Buster, something like that." Interesting. <laughs> or but because I was trying to get him to make role play pickup lines. We were at the bar, by the way. Oh, but nice. like pirate themed. Because I was yeah. like, "Have you ever?" fucked anyone as a pirate he's yeah. like no as like, a pirate such a specific question <laughs> because he's just a pirate in another life when you were a pirate did you fuck someone 
<laughs> and I was like, well, what would be your lead in? And he was like, you wouldn't get it because you don't know what their long guns are called. And I'm like, do, do many girls you sleep with know what their long guns are called? Yeah. And it was something like Buster because he was like, let me something Buster in you tonight. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing a good job explaining cancel. this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing a great job explaining this. It's but, okay. But I put on here, funny enough, that like we were going to talk about dating. So I think that. Yeah. I think there's a lot to unfold. Unpack. Yeah, oh, yeah. Unpack. Unpacks yeah. the word, not unfold. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, any kind of clothing pun you can make from being in the closet as to how we're going to <laughs> unearth the trauma that I have experienced. <laughs> let's let's go for it. Let's go for it. Yes. So. Because you okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Kane lived in Florida almost his whole life, and then he copied me like a year ago. Yeah, I was um, so except inspired. he's the one who stayed, and I had to leave. So props to him. But he moved to Chicago from Florida. I thought that's what we were doing. Like I committed to it, and Elizabeth's like, "Haha, bye." I had evil roommates. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I wasn't, hope they're listening. I literally wasn't allowed. Like, okay, they, they were miserable. They locked me in my room for a week. Yeah, and I had to ask permission to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. because I visited my mom in Florida. Yeah. Anyway, so many different tangents for <laughs> listeners. Have Have you embraced your sexuality more moving to Chicago? Um, I would say yes, and I think it has a lot to do with uh, the people that I'm surrounding myself with. I think in Florida, which is still very much Republican and even though pretty progressive in parts, I think the parts I lived in, a lot of people suppress their sexuality and their expressions of sexuality. Uh, So, you know, guys like with long hair, guys, you know, carrying bags, guys who painted their nails, um, you know, very, not much as prevalent in those parts of, where I was living. So, um, you know, not the kind of people I was friends with because obviously we weren't around each other. Now that I'm in Chicago and it's such a diverse group of people, um, you know, you really start to understand what they mean when they say sexuality and really an expression of sexuality is on a spectrum. So it's become a lot more normalized uh, to be around guys who are, you know, a little bit more effeminate or who are non-binary, you know, things of that nature. Uh, so it's, I would say, definitely made me a lot more comfortable. I wouldn't say it's necessarily changed a lot for me. Uh, but I would say that I definitely have, you know, looked at expressing my sexuality differently. Uh, you know, I've actually now, like, painted my nails twice, which is a huge step for me. Because, like, yeah. years ago, I would have been like, ew, no, I would never talk to a guy that paints his nails. Because, again, like, I was living in that kind of environment of suppressed sexuality, and now that I live in a place that's so much more open, it's like, it's a lot more fun. You mm-hmm. get to try, you know, different things with yourself, seeing what you're comfortable with. And gay men paint their nails way better than the straight men on TikTok who just want to appear to be feminists. So they do a really shitty job at like coloring yeah. their nails with Sharpies or something. I don't know if it's because we do it better. I would say based on my experience, we just pay more at the salon. <laughs> I got a manicure and... I was like, oh, this is half decent, like not at all what I wanted them to look like. You know, the picture, the TikTok where the girl's like, this is what I wanted. You see the pastels (laughs) and this is what I got. That's kind of how my nail Mm -hmm. experience went. I was like, okay, well, this was decent. And then she said $65. What what were you going for? I was going for flames and they weren't completely Uh horrible. Like from far away, they look good. And then I got them up close and I was like. (laughs) Oh, okay. This was someone's art project for the day. Um, That's yeah. so kind of you to let her practice. Yeah, it was. She was so <laughs> excited. $65. Yeah, my friend and I went, uh, and she was so excited to have men to practice on. Aww, okay. Yeah. He has better nails than I do, though. So, mm. yeah, his turned out a lot better. He kept them for longer, and he's still getting them done. I'm like, mm, I just weren't as cute see my i guess someone invited my brother the other day who is straight to get his nails done he never been mm. before but of course we live in an environment and in an area right i do that it's like or even like having someone else cut your toenails is gay it's like it's gay to have hygiene yeah like yeah. you can't have hygiene and be straight yeah enough. fellas is it gay to take care of yourself <laughs> at least your feet yeah at least your toenails yeah I was like, Joshua, you don't have to get a color. Like, you right. can just get clear, but at least get your foot scrubbed. Like, and it's, it's nice to have them rubbed. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. massages are gay if they're in public. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> but 
I don't know. I was just about to say something and I do not remember whatsoever. Me but either. Great. Yeah. We've both been drinking. Yeah. I shotgunned. Yeah. Kane was dancing to Kim Petras on his counter. Yeah. Expressing my sexuality in and brand I new ways. Love- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I I just, I wish I had gotten more of a chance to be out in Chicago just because I was there. I was COVID and still so shut in. I when think- she says out, she means going out. She's unfortunately straight. I am, unfortunately. Yeah. I- I've been told by several people that I'm the gayest straight person they know because yeah. I... I love women so much. Yeah, like, I just w- I wish. Yeah. Like, but anyway, I just, I kind of always wonder, like, what would my approach to my dating life be? And, like, even myself in a sexual way or just a flirty way, if I had, like, gotten to ex- really experience, like, a big city. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how I would have evolved. Because it's like I lived in Tampa, but mm-hmm. the Tampa as a city is, like, just corporate. It's not really, and people are still pretty. Compared to Chicago, like closed right. off there. Yeah. I would say too, it has a lot to do with the place that you're in as yourself and the opportunities right. you're willing to take. So I think, you know, when you lived in Tampa before, it was like, <clears throat> this is my first time. I'm still in college. Everything I'm doing is still brand new and completely new to me, um, which I mean, you know, for all of us is kind of day to day. We're obviously always having new experiences, but I'm pretty optimistic now for you. You know, you're going back with yeah. like, more life experience you're a lot more comfortable with yourself you're like you know what no i am a bad bitch and like fuck anyone who doesn't get that can we cuss here yeah okay because i just did twice okay um but no and i think that's kind of what's made chicago so good is like living in florida i've met some of like i've met some great people and i've met some shitty people but along the way i've like really found myself i'm like Mm -hmm. this is what i'm comfortable with so that's why i feel like living in a bigger city i'm able to take advantage of it because I'm like, I am a lot more comfortable with myself. So I'm a lot yeah. more comfortable with other people and letting other people in and having like even shitty experiences. So mm-hmm. I think you'll find pretty much the similar when you're going back. Well, I think even just like this past year and a half, two years, just like even the fact that even though I'm going back to Tampa, I did have a moment of like, fuck it. Like I'm leaving Florida behind and going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then that moment I had where I'm like, fuck it. I'm leaving Florida. I'm going to France for a month. Like, right. and I, and even in Italy, I mean, I definitely explored my sexual side in Italy, just like going out bar hopping with random dudes and like making out because there, there's like no shame about PDA. Like I could have let this guy hit it raw on the bench and like, no one would have said anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, he like grabbed my boob and, he was the one where I was like, he told me that he wanted to fuck like monkeys. And I was yeah. like, well, that kind of ruined things. But anyway. <laughs> it but, might have been all he knew to tell you. I mean, his English was perfect. So oh, I don't. And he dated several American girls before because I guess in Florence, there's a Navy base or some sort of military base. And yeah. so he had met a lot of American Of course, girls. America's inserted themselves <laughs> in another country. So how can we come in and make things progressively worse? <laughs> but I just like. Even the fact that I'm like, okay, I'm able to do these things, like like going back to Tampa with that mentality of like, I can't just say fuck it and do what I want and right. be who I want to be. And I'm also, and I've talked about this before in another episode, like I'm not in a place where I used to be where I just had such a victim mentality. And I mm-hmm. think that was like huge on ruining my own life. Like I was always my biggest obstacle in Tampa mm-hmm. because I just wanted everyone to feel bad for me because I'm like, oh, I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm not sleeping with many guys is like other people. And yeah. I think I'm going back just like, I mean, that's, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's the most important thing you can do. I think another aspect of that too, is like the whole coming of age and coming into your own independence. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that played a big part for me is realizing like, I support myself. I'm on my own. I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I can be the person I want to be now. And I can figure out who that person is because I don't have the constraints of other people. So I feel like that's going to play a big part too. When Mm -hmm. you're like, Hey, I'm a lot less dependent, but just don't let them know that. Just like know that, but just don't tell people. (laughs) I'm like less clingy, yeah, but still clingy. Yeah. But I hide it a little better. Exactly. But everyone should be proud of me. Everyone clap because (laughs) right before I came over to Canes tonight, I stood up to a guy that I've been crazy about, but he's been just, playing me like fucking uno i don't know i was trying to think of a game but i just i told him i said i'm tired of this conversation we've had it a million times and i'm taking a step back and elizabeth 
a few years ago would have never done that. They would have, she would have just let this man continue to run over her and step on her again and again and again. Yeah. He just kept saying reverse card. And she said, you know what? Draw four. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I just threw the cards in the trash can. Yeah. You said no, no more cards. I'll buy a new deck. I don't care. It's like $5 at Walmart. Yeah. Decks are abundant. (laughs) How, where do you find Uno? Is it, I'm guessing just in the like game section at the store now. I don't know. Can someone in the comments comment where they have purchased Uno? <laughs> Uno's just like something I've never looked for. You know this thing? It's, it's just like, always been there. Yeah, like people are always just like, oh, I have an Uno deck. But like yeah. I myself have never bought an Uno deck. No. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when the last interactions we had in Chicago before I moved back was I was walking she on She said way. interactions, not erections. Sorry, <laughs> did it sound like erections? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kane and I had an erection together in the middle of the crosswalk. We did. Um... I was walking to a what turned out to be really awful Bumble date. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. You were doing your Christmas shopping. Yeah. I was leaving Macy's. I bought some ornaments. Yeah. It was so cold that day. And I had a date and I had to lie to my roommates because they wouldn't have let me out of the apartment if they knew I was going to speak to someone. Not only was she knocked down the block, (laughs) she was downtown as opposed to three miles away. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I was, like, in the city. And because yeah. I lived in Logan Square, like, way out. Yeah. Um, and we were going to meet at the Nutella Cafe. And I remember walking up. And first was- of all, just the pinnacle of an amazing first date. <laughs> like, hey, I live above the Nutella Cafe. Would you like to share a shitty waffle? Um, he Okay, not even. He lived down the street. Okay, and here's the thing. is Okay, so I'm really, like, not sold on him. All the, every, all the cafes were closed because of COVID. And it's like, you know. Yeah, aside from every Starbucks on every corner. It's like seven degrees outside. So I'm like, where are we going to sit? What are we going to do? But I also didn't want to go straight to his apartment, um, even though I did, like, two seconds after I got my hot tea. But I walk up, and he's, like, 15 minutes late. So I thought I was being stood up at first. And then finally he, like, wanders up. And I remember I was like, oh, do you want anything? He's like, no. And he just stood outside while I went in and ordered my own cup of tea. And then he walked me back to his place. Like, how weird of you (laughs) to want something from the place he told you to meet him at. And he was like one of those typical L.A. dudes where like all he talked about was himself and... He, like, wasn't nearly as cute as his profile led on to be. Yeah. But I was like, whatever. Like, I'll still give this a shot. Well, someone has to believe in him. <laughs> um, I unfortunately gave it a shot. And I told Kane earlier, I was like, I remember the only thing he offered me to drink at 1 p.m. was lemon vodka. I was like, can I have, a, like, just a drink? And, he, like, other than tea? And he just pulled out a vodka bottle and handed it to me. That would have went in your tea, though. No, Chaser. I hate vodka though. Vodka makes me want to throw up. Okay. I don't, I told him that. I was like, this makes me sick. Yeah. And he's like, well, smoke weed. And I was like, I also told you that gives me a headache. Like, I don't care if other people smoke weed. It just like gives me a headache. I feel. And then he just scooted his little roller chair over to me because he mm-hmm. was sitting in his desk chair. And he was like, do you want to kiss? And I said, no. And I just got up and walked out of his apartment and yeah. walked him in the elevator. There you go. And that's the dating scene. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And sometimes you just have to tell a guy, yo, your vibes fucking suck. I'm out. What's been your worst date in Chicago? Um, So there was this guy. I met him around... It had to be the weekend before the Super Bowl because him and his friends were having a Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm still pretty fresh here. I don't really know anyone. I don't really have Super Bowl plans. And he was like, oh, we'll go out to dinner. And if we're still feeling it, like you can come to my Super Bowl party. I was like, okay. So we go to dinner. Dinner goes presumably well. And then he comes back to my house. We hang out. It's a thing. Um, And then we start texting the next day. And then he's like, yeah, I just liked you way more than I thought I would. Like, I really think we might want to like pursue dating or something you know, maybe we should just, like, don't come to my party yet. Like, I don't want my friends to meet you until I've hung out with you more. Then I was like, this is actually kind of weird behavior. But I was like, I'll let it go. And so then we're like, we hang out again. We go on another date. And then he's like, so you just moved here. Like, six months in, if you're still single in June, like, you and I, if we're still talking, like, we'll be dating then. And I was like, what a weird thing to say to someone. He's like, actually, I graphed this all out. Yeah. He's like, I put this on an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) 
And I'm just kind of going along with it because, again, I don't know a ton of people in the city at this point. And so I remember it's Valentine's Day. It's also then, fun just to entertain ideas sometimes. Yeah. You're like, g- let me hear them out. Like, let me Absolutely. just see where this goes. I guess. Yeah. And so Valentine's Day, he like decides to pick a fight with me and is like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You've been going on dates with all my friends since you've been here. And which wasn't true. Like I had only got on dates with five different people. I still know who those people are. He's one of them. He's not friends with any of the other people. And okay, so sorry. He's one of them. My current best friend now is one of them. And the other three people were completely unrelated. So I'm like, I don't know any of your friends. I just went through your Instagram. I don't know those people. I've never met them. I haven't even matched with them on like anything. And he just wouldn't hear it out. And he's like, no, we're done. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so then I make friends with another person. And he's like, oh, I see we have a mutual interest on Instagram. And I was like, oh, yeah, horrible date. The guy did the exact same thing to him. Like after a week was like, you've dated all my friends. I can't do this. So that's like a a thing he does. Is it like a... I wonder if it's like a test. Like, I wonder I wonder if it is, like, what the answer he's looking for is. Well, I don't know. I mean, I was pretty drunk to be handling it the way I did. I was, like, I mean, so confused and so caught off guard. I, like, tried to call him to, like, talk to him about it. And I was texting him. And I was, like, I don't know what you're talking about. But, like, this isn't the case. Like, who are you talking about? And then just was, like, haha, no, I caught you. Like, I don't, I don't think you did. I don't- <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Uh, there's like some people and like, this is a conversation I've seen on TikTok too. that are like, they think they're intuitive, but they're really just, there's some psychosis going on. They're yeah. like, no, I feel it in my gut. And I'm like, no, you might just be mentally unstable. That's gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be drugs or past trauma. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, so, okay. I put on my notes and obviously you're only here for like a week or so. And I've been here for a year, but I mm. mean, you still have family in this area and the area that we live in that we're from or i live in that we're from it's very nuclear family based like most people which including your brother like married young yeah which like there's nothing bad about that but it's just it's weird being those people from this hometown that decided not to have that pace of life. Yes. I like that, that little yeah. caveat. It's weird. Not it's weird. Still being single Yeah, and coming home. And like, I go to my grandma's house and like my cousins are settled down. One has a kid, my brother's married. And it's like, I'm still very much single. Don't even know if I'm going to renew my lease, much less renew a year with someone else. that's like in my life. Right. So yeah, it is kind of, and like even the other day, like a few days ago, my brother, who's a year and a half younger than me, was like, "When are you when are you gonna decide to you know get right. serious with someone?" Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's up to us. I'm like, what am I gonna yeah, decide? No, like, which one? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I've I've literally never liked anyone. It's yeah. all my fault. It's you, Cameron. I I, I pick you. We're done. We're settling down. <laughs> and the worst question as a single person that I get is, "Well, why are you still single?" And yeah. I'm like, if I you're knew, asking the wrong person. If I knew that answer, I would have done something by now, but. I was talking to my brother was like, well, you just move around too much. You need to settle down. And I'm like, I'm 25. And also I'm about to go into a second master's program. Cause I didn't finish my first one mm-hmm. and God knows where I'm going to end up after that. Well, Let's not say job. don't finish. We found out that wasn't the passion. Right. Yes. And now we're going to chase our passions again. We're not yes. failures. We just redirected our paths. Yes. Rejections, redirection. And I rejected Absolutely. myself. <laughs> um, but it's like, because even after a year and a half of this program, I don't know where I'm going to be after that. Like a yeah. job could take me somewhere else. It could. And, and it will. And it's just like, I put on here that we, there's this, at least for me, it's this like tr- trifecta of like one point is, okay, I come from a place where everyone's already married and having kids. Mm-hmm. And then another point is, but I still love that feeling of being single and just doing what I want. And if I want to go out and flirt with guys or go home with someone or fly to France for a month. I don't have to ask anyone any questions. But then there's that like third part that it's like, I also just want to be secure. Like I would love to have a secure partner. So it's like all this, do you relate to any of that? Cause I just feel like it's this weird mixture of feelings. I really do. So my best friend and I actually talk about this pretty much all the time. Um, just being like in our God now late twenties and single. And it's I'm not still only mid twenties. Yeah. Some of us are young. like still single we don't own property we're on our like second or third professional job 
And I think it's just another one of those things that we've had to make ourselves unlearn. So like all these things that we were taught as a kids, uh, taught as kids that we've now had to deconstruct that mindset and really reassess, like, actually, no, this is just the circumstance of where I am. That doesn't mean right. that's how it is everywhere. So I think, again, that comes to going to different places and having new experiences. You realize, oh, wait, there's plenty of people in way different situations than me. There are people that don't get married until way older. There are people that don't have kids until way older. There are people that don't Don't decide, have kids at all. Yeah, don't have kids at all. So I think it really just comes down to relearning what normal is and what societal expectations are. Um, and I think our generation has done a really big job of redefining that and really putting ourselves first as opposed to uh, really putting that focus on being so family oriented that it's kind of draining mm -hmm. in a sense. And I think too that like, I think... And it's like, I'm not even labeling myself this in a negative connotation, but you know, if you want to think about it, like I, I am the kind of AKA chronically single friend of my friend group, but I think friends start to like put that label on me as well. They're like, Oh, well, you're always the single one. You're always the crazy one. The thing one's cream. And it's like, have I absorbed that mentality of like, I'm the crazy single friend that has to kind of stay this way. This is like, what everyone expects of me in a way? I would say the answer is no. I think that's a label given to us by people who are oftentimes, and this is no diss to your friends, because I know right. a lot of your friends, and I'm not saying this is necessarily your friends, this is just a lot of people that I've encountered. Um, so no offense to all of Elizabeth's friends <laughs> who are also somewhat my friends as well. Um, I think a lot of times people, because of that mentality of like, we have to settle down, we have to find a partner, we, we have to start living as a joint force with someone as quickly as possible. Uh, I think a lot of people build that dependability on someone else and they find their own identity and their own happiness in a relationship and they don't know how to be single. And I think that sometimes people don't know how to process that. So, uh, and again, like when I talk to my friends from home and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're not married, you're not this, you're not that. How are you doing? Like, I'm doing just fine. Yeah. Like, I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very it's content. It's like you randomly being just lost one of your limbs. Or like, like how yeah, are things holding up? And yeah, it's like, what? Like they're I, holding up just fine. <laughs> I got a prosthetic. Like, yeah. They make sex toys. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're okay. <laughs> There's an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works wonderfully. It does. But no, I think in honestly though, I've thought about it. I'm like, okay, in an alternate universe, what if I was a serial dater? Those people scare the shit out of me. How, like, I how do you self-identify as a serial dater? Okay, but yours is like yours is more casual. I'm talking about the people that go from one serious relationship to like the next serious relationship oh, to the okay. next. And yeah. it's like, how do you like settle down with that many people like in a row? Like I just I don't get it. Yeah, that's something I just can't speak on behalf of. I don't because I don't know people that'll break up, like with they've been dating for seven or eight months, they love them so much, they break up a week later, they have another boyfriend, and then and you're like, okay, maybe this is just a rebound phase, but then yeah. they actually last like another seven months. And you're like, yeah. how did you I don't even have one to pick from, and you somehow right. like have 20 to pick from, and it's yeah. just like pick of the draw. That's like when I'm on grinder and I <laughs> see this happy couple and they're like two looking for a third. I'm like how fucking selfish can you be? Okay, You've already found someone else and you want me to have to come in and entertain the both of you yeah. so you can get off? No. Okay, but I knew But this, then I do it anyways. I knew this girl in Chicago um, and you know, I'm still friends with her, but I, I don't think that she has this situation anymore. But a few months ago, I was talking to her and I was like, you know, like any guys in your life? And she's like, well, I've kind of started hanging out with one, but he has a girlfriend. At first I was like, oh my God, fuck this guy. He has a girlfriend. And she's like, no, no, no. Like her and I both know um, he goes, she's like, well, you know, we just kind of hang out and like do our thing. And sometimes he buys me stuff, but he's just become like a really good friend. And she's like, but I've also become really good friends with her. And so her and I will just go out and have girls nights. But then every now and then the three of us will, you know, like get, get freaky together. But yeah. she's like, yeah. And next week they're just taking me to six flags with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how did you get this set up? They apparently yeah. just buy her a bunch of shit. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll have sex as the three of them. And then she'll just have sex with him yeah. and she'll like ask him for guy advice. And like, they're all buddies. And I'm like, how did you, where can I find one? Yeah. Girl, this pussy talks. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to take me to six flags. Yeah. yeah. I want to be 
in a threesome and then just wake up and go ride a roller coaster. Is it Daffy Duck or Donald Duck that's there? Maybe. Daff. No. No. Don, Don Duck's Disney. Yeah. So it's it's got to be Daffy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But. Um, Huge six flaggers. <laughs> so I put on here also, I want you to explain the theory that you were explaining. Is it Twinks that does it on TikTok? Tinks. Tinks. Sorry. Yeah. Twinks is the fairy show. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was thinking Twix, which is the candy bar. Um, so Tinks is, uh, she's famous. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's, famous for loving Diplo. Yeah. She's famous for just like loving herself. And I think that's really what I've started to identify with. Um, but yeah, so this isn't something she created. It's just something she talks a lot about. Uh, and my friends and I actually refer to this a lot. My friends like in school to be a psychologist and he's constantly giving his patients advice. And I'm like, why did you just regurgitate a TikTok to your client? And he's like, no, no, I put my own spin on it. I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, box theory. Essentially, it breaks down to when someone meets you for the first time, obviously they've met you most likely on a dating app or even organically. Even if this happens organically, they see you and they're interested. Uh, you know, those kinds of connections are obviously built off of immediate attraction to someone else. Uh, so, of course, the more they get to know you and by the time they meet you in person or if they're meeting you in person and just initially start talking to you, uh, they put you in one of three boxes. So they either want to date you, they want to sleep with you, or they just really want nothing to do with you ever. Uh, and those are pretty much the three outcomes. And from what I've gathered, it's really hard to jump from box to box. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone wanted to date you, they could throw up on you on the first date and you would find it endearing, which... That actually happened with me in my last relationship. I was thrown up on and he was so embarrassed. And I was like, no, it's okay. You are so cute. I can't believe that just happened. Meanwhile, if the dude next to you on the red line pukes on you, you're yeah. like, what the hell? Get off me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like, let's say the guy just wants to sleep with you. So it doesn't matter if you do it right away or if you do it five months from now. Um, you know, once it happens, either like however many times he wants it to happen, he's going to be done. Like there's not much left. Then of course never wants to see you again. Pretty self-explanatory. He just decides right up I front. I never make to it like, to the five-month mark. It's usually like yeah. a few hours later, and then I blocked on their Snapchat. Which, at my age, at our age, being added on Snapchat right away yeah. is usually a red flag to begin yeah. with. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, and then they'll either put you in the box of like never want to see you again, want nothing to do with you. Um, so I think that's pretty much kind of what's defined dating culture as we know it as millennials yeah and it's just like wild to think like you said like there's really no this moving from box to box and like because there's that saying that's like oh well you should be friends first yeah but then it's like these days at least in my experience it's so hard to go from being friends to dating mm-hmm. and it, like i was telling you like one of my best friends in life i met him through a one night stand through tinder yeah but it was just one of those things like I, I personally can't just have sex with someone and, like, not talk to them. Like, I know some guys, it's like, as soon as you walk in their apartment, they're like, all right, take off your clothes. And as soon as you're done, they're like, leave. Yeah. 100% I like to talk. Plus, it's just I feel more comfortable in bed with someone if we at least have conversation first. We have conversation afterwards. And I'm a huge advocate for, like, aftercare, even if it's just a hookup. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people that hookups and respect aren't mutually exclusive. No. Like, you can still really respect a person and have that moment of aftercare, even if you're not romantic or dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, we had that. Like, we talked and it was just one of those moments, like, he actually ended up finding a girl that he ended up being for, like, a year or two years. But we stayed friends because he's like, you were one of the only girls from this app that, like, actually listened to me and, like, wanted to be, you know, wanted to talk and just get to right. know me. And people are just so astounded when I say that I met one of my best friends yeah. off Tinder. They're the like, fourth box, what? the friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the box that I own. Yeah. I think. <laughs> What's so weird is I think, and this is something I've come to find in Chicago. Obviously I moved there in a pandemic, so it's really hard to meet people organically. <laughs> so a lot of people that I've had to meet, you know, as friends was on, you know, hinge Tinder, what have you. And it's really hard to make friends with people who already have friends. So I think what really hurts our generation is we only have those three boxes typically, and we don't think about that fourth box of a friendship. And I'm the kind of person that I've started challenging myself when I go on dates. It's like, okay, this could be one of three boxes or a friendship. 
Um, you know, I know I went into this with some mild flirting conversation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I at least found, you know, this person physically attractive, something on their page attracted me to them. So I wanted to meet them. I wanted them mm -hmm. to at least be a part of my life for two plus hours. Um, but I think a lot of times people just exclude the idea of this person could be a friend. And I think mm -hmm. that's so valuable nowadays is to just really see that, you know, different people can bring different things into our lives. It doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, I thought this person was attractive, but now I don't want to date them. So they just have to be out of my life. It's like, no, they can still be a part of your life. You guys can still bring good things to each other. It just doesn't have to be an, an emotional connection. Right. And I, I, I think too, like, oh my God, my brain just went completely blank again. I know I do that. I was like, I think it's, I think I am getting kind of drunk. Oh no. But I, oh my God. What was that? I was going to talk about friendships and like dating and things like that. Yeah. And dating your friends. Honestly, that's really how I've made most of my guy friends is yeah. I just like them and they're like, I don't want to date you. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get rid of you. Yeah. So we're just going to stick around. Sorry, you can't leave me. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's okay. That's not the point that I was going to make. And maybe it'll come back to me a little bit. but Maybe my, it will. I don't know. But I put on here like what – and I know neither of us have really thought about this or maybe you have. I haven't. But like what is like maybe a dating goal or challenge for the new year? Because the new year is coming up. Um, I would just say mostly continuing to become more and more comfortable with myself. Uh, I think being gay in such a small town really defines you in such a negative way. And then having those gay experiences outside of home, but still in, you know, not as progressive of towns. It's like, I still have some internalized homophobia that I don't realize. Um, so I think just meeting more and more people whether it's romantic, whether it's platonic, whether it's just a one-time thing, but like he said something encouraging to me, um, really just to continue, you know, becoming more and more comfortable with myself, accepting the person I am uh, and just discovering more things that I like, things that I don't like mm -hmm. uh, and just really understanding what brings me <clears throat> happiness. And most importantly, what does not bring me happiness? Right. Like, I think that's what a lot of people fail to do is, you know, we go into these datings, these dates and we're like, I hope I can make this person like me. They're so built up in my mind. I've already romanticized this. We've been talking for a week and it's been so good and so flirty. Uh, you know, I hope this other person likes me. And I think we fail so many times to put ourselves first and say, no, this is the person I am. This is the person I want to be. I want to be a better version of myself. If they don't like this, then oh well. But at the same time, on the flip side of that coin, I think we also so many times fail to think like, am I going to like this other person? Right. Are, am I liking what they're telling me? Obviously they're attractive. They look good on paper. That's why we're having dinner or drinks or coffee together. But like, do they fucking suck in person? <laughs> like, bro, your vibes are fucking off. I'm sorry. You got to go. And I think we need to be, that's one of my other things too, is like, start trusting my gut instincts some more. When mm -hmm. I meet someone and I'm like, you know what? This just isn't it. Like, believe mm -hmm. myself. I think that's one of my other goals too. And I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast, but I know I've talked about it with people. Um, I forgot. I heard this on another podcast years ago and I forgot what it was, but just these researchers were talking about the idea of the first date and how mm -hmm. that's basically become obsolete in the era of dating apps because, you know, in what, you know, quote unquote, classic olden times, mm -hmm. your first date was the chance to ask the what do you like to do? What interests you? Yeah. What do you do for work? Now it's like you get all that covered before you even meet the person and going off the like yes. you build them up in your head. Yes. And then it's like you're there and you already know about the yeah. person. And so it's like these like what expectations wouldn't be there if not saying the dating apps are bad, but it's like what if we didn't have those pre first date conversations? Yeah, I think something that we need to stop doing as society. Stop asking me my favorite movie. Stop asking me what I like to do for fun. Stop asking me what music I like to listen to. We all as a people have the same interests. We all are going to get dopamine from like good things. It's dopamine, right? Endorphins? Yeah. I don't know. I failed out of pharmacy school. I like slightly disagree with the what do you do for fun thing because I think too when you ask questions like that it's like you kind of can weed out who and it's kind of sad because sometimes you don't mean it's like when you ask someone how are you doing today and you're just yeah. automatically say oh I'm tired. 
Like everyone just said, everyone's tired. Right. But it's like, you know, when you ask people what do you do for fun? Oh, I, uh, it's like everyone says the same thing, but it's like, uh, like what question can we ask that like better frames? Like, what are you passionate about? Like what brings you excitement? Like mm-hmm. what? Well, yeah, those kinds of yeah, questions. Yeah, that's like ultimately what I'm like, wanting Like what are your simple you? pleasures? Don't tell me that you like to go out for drinks and watch Netflix and eat. Like we're all so does doing everyone. that. Yeah. yeah, you're not special. If I knew you had a niche interest, like paragliding it would probably be in your hinge profile already yeah and it wasn't in mine so it's not something <laughs> i do so don't ask me about it if you tell me about it and you don't invite me then why are we even here yeah um i remember what i was going to say forever ago and it okay. kind of goes into expectations like that question i don't know has it on this is how it is in hetero bumble but like the automatic like it's like always the second or third message is like well, what are you looking for on here? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just sort of saying, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not setting expectations because I try not to. Like, people that go on there, it's like, and I guess in a way it's like, yes, if you just want a quick fuck, like, tell people that so you're not, like, leading them astray. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, people just go in with such tight expectations that they don't let anything just kind of come by chance. Mm-hmm. But then it's like sometimes you tell guys it's like, oh, I don't really know. I'm just kind of, you know, hanging out, no expectations. And it's like something gets so steered away by you not giving them immediately the answer they're wanting you to say. So I think gays have progressed past the need for doing that (laughs) with some exceptions. So I'll say it depends on what app you're meeting them on. Um, without saying we have the apps that were like, oh, we're here to actually meet someone. And then we have the apps where you can take all the guesswork out of it. If you want to receive dick pics, you can say, yes, I'd like to receive dick pics. That's an option <laughs> in your profile. You can say like, oh. I'm top, I'm verse, I'm a bottom, I'm a power bottom. I'm into these kinks. This is where I would like to have sex with you. Like you can put all of that in your profile. Wow. So, I mean, it really just depends for us where we meet each other. Now, when you meet people on like both kinds of apps, that's when it gets a little gray area. You're like, well, should we go to dinner first or dinner second? (laughs) Before I got banned from Tinder, that offer moment, you like match with the same guy, like on Tinder and Bumble and you're like, Oh no. Are we both like regulars here? Like what's going (laughs) (laughs) Fancy seeing you here. Come here often. (laughs) Apparently I did. Profile particularly. (laughs) But, and I, I put on here listening to your answers and, I'll go over my dating goal in a second because I honestly I haven't even thought about it. But I was like thinking about like the just too much. And you even texted me the other day, like, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know what my just too much is. And I. Okay. Well, no, because you have friends with very impressive passions. And my passion is just get up, go to work, pay my bills, and stay alive. No, so. but <laughs> <laughs> that's mine a passion out of necessity. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I genuinely, like I said in the text to you, I you have always been a person that wants better for yourself. So and, it's funny you and say And does that. better for yourself. Like you yeah. actually do it. Cause there's so many people that want better for themselves, but they don't do it. Yeah. You do it. I, and this, I kind of hinted this with my goal, but you know, my just too much thing is really just demanding the best for myself and kind of redefining selfish. I think growing up, we're always told that like, it's so bad to be selfish. We should always put other people first And then the older I got, the more and more people have let me down. It's like all these people that I counted on to love me, that I've counted on to be there for me, that I've counted on to, you know, be a friend, have let me down in some capacity. I'm like, wait, the only person that's always there in all of these situations is me. And that's also the same person that always feels shafted and let down. I'm like, no, I'm going to start putting myself first. Um, So whether that's... Um, you know, relationships is obviously the biggest thing because I think that's the thing that we're always looking into the most as single people navigating cities. Um, but even with, you know, friendships and, you know, relationships of that nature, really just being able to say, wait, no, this is kind of toxic or this person's not putting in the effort that I put into them, or I'm just not happy with this and, Mm -hmm. um, just really say, I'm not going to stick with it. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to get rid of this person. I'm going to get a new job. I'm going to move to a different city. I'm going to find something that brings me joy. Because again, at the end of the day, it's like the only person who can love you unconditionally is really going to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, even to this day, stuck out to me, it was just probably like, not simple for you to say, but it was such like a, just a quick little text. I remember one time I text, I don't remember what I was texting you about. It probably one of my many crises of the <laughs> every month, probably a guy. And I texted you. 
And you responded, you're like, hey, I'm just not in a place where I can help you right now, but I'll get back to you when I can. And yeah. I remember that stuck out to me so much because it's like, I wish I had the guts to say that half the time mm -hmm. because being an empath and like you are like people take advantage of those boundaries, especially Definitely. when you don't have boundaries. Yes. And that's what I'm learning, especially in dating. And it's like, mm -hmm. and you know, I think, I think that being too much is not a bad thing in the dating world, but mm -hmm. you want to have boundaries for yourself. So people don't take advantage of that. And you deserve it to be reciprocated. Like if yeah, someone's not going to so. appreciate that and, you know, give that back to you, then yeah. it's like, Yes, you have to pack your bags and move on and say, this yeah. is for me. This is the best decision for me. Sorry. Absolutely. And not that you're a draining friend, obviously. We're no, no, no. Here. But like, no, but, we're but, all in places yeah. in our life where like... Yeah, we... but to your point and, you know, to mine as well, a part of being selfish and demanding the best for myself is like, I need to get myself in a better mental state before I can help someone else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I do hate that my friend's going through a hard time, but like, hold on, let me take a step back. I'm yeah. also going through a hard time. I can't put her on a life raft before I'm on one myself. Like the amount of times I've told people, I'm like, I'm just feeling really depressed today. And the response is same girl. Like, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like, we're all like yeah. about to throw ourselves off a five story window. Like, right. so it's like, it's, right. it's no help. It's just yeah. like, yes, misery does love company at the end of the day. And sometimes it's fun to throw a little pit of party, pity party for a couple yeah. hours. But yeah, like at the end of the day, like someone has to get out of the boat. Like right. someone has to swim to someone shore. Someone has to do something to <laughs> <Yeah>. help everyone else. <laughs> We're just gonna keep stirring but i don't know i'm thinking about like my goals right now for the new year and i think i think it is a like pivotal moment me going back to tampa with like no strings attached to anyone and just like i don't know i think i i mean it's, i'm just kind of copying you like i feel like i also want to be like just continue to improve myself and go back being selfish and mm -hmm. not let people take advantage of me and keep my standards high Absolutely. And keep my standards high, even when I feel lonely, because I'm Absolutely. the type that's like, if I feel lonely, I will lower my standards and find myself in a situation that I regret immediately the next day. Yeah. And it's like, I don't like, I'm going to make mistakes, but I don't want to keep like knowingly letting myself slip into those weak moments yeah. where I'm like, oh, I'll just go over to this guy's house, even though I don't really want to, because I'm lonely and bored. Absolutely. Like I want to stop those moments because I have a lot of those moments or those like, I'm just going to text this guy, not because I have any interest in him, but just because I want someone to talk to me. Yeah. Like I, I think it's just a big thing. And again, you know, it's one of those things we don't really talk about. It's just being comfortable with ourselves mm -hmm. and really just saying like, I'd rather be alone than unhappy. Mm -hmm. And it's Whitney Houston who sings that in a fantastic remix, but it's true. I would rather be alone, be with myself, be content, know that I'm in a good place than to invite someone in who I know is potentially going to wreck that and set me back. Mm -hmm. And I think I have the bad habit of getting into these funks where it's like, oh, I'm lonely. I just want a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I can be surrounded by my best friends in the world, but mm -hmm. I'm still like, mm, this isn't enough. And I- Well, you're just selfish in the worst <laughs> ways. <laughs> but I hate it because it's like, I look back and I'm like, no, like those are my close friends. Like mm -hmm. we have good conversations. We have good times. That is the love I need to focus on right yeah. now. And why am I saying, oh, I'm so lonely. There's no love when obviously there's so much. And right. I, A, I can You say there's no love when you just mean I'm not getting penetrated. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish my friend would fuck me already. <laughs> we don't have enough time to go into that kind of trauma, <laughs> but <laughs> you might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm not actively having sex, I think that everyone hates me. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it is sometimes. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I could see I just, that. No, I. <laughs> I just. I have I, no object permanence. Like, and I've seen the video. Like, people, and I'm not just saying it's like only people with ADHD, but like I struggle with emotion. Like, you know, like the person was saying, like she had, she was taking a video, and she's like. In frame right now, I have an apple. If I move the apple outside of the frame, you know the apple is still there even though you can't see it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think like that when it comes to emotions. Like right. if someone is, like if I'm not actively receiving emotion and love from someone, I think that no one loves me. <laughs> like so, I have no emotional permanence. Words of affirmation is your shit. Quality time is my number one and words of affirmation is second. Interesting. Like okay. I like people with me. I yeah. Like, that's why I can never do long distance. Which because... one do you reciprocate the worst? <laughs> I, 
I reciprocate quality time worse in the way that I overbug people to spend time with me. I'm like, please, dear God, spend time with me. And they're like, Interesting. I just saw you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but I miss you. Yeah. Like, I'll go on one date with a guy and I'm like, so lunch tomorrow? And they're mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I struggle with. It's like, yeah. I, I get a little taste and I want more. And I'm like, but you're so fun. Let's do this every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Why aren't we doing this all the time? I can't wait to have a husband and annoy him literally every day of my life. Yeah. That's what I look forward to. So exciting. <laughs> That's what I look forward to in life. But so we are wrapping up, but I want to say, A, thank you. Thank for you being for having here. me. Thank you for opening up. Being so- you were so eloquent. Yeah, like you, I'm surprised as well. You were so well spoken. It like it sounds like you wrote all this down on an index card and went over it before, but you didn't. No, my my friends and their psychiatry programs they really just you know wow. get this out of me. Oh my god. Yeah, I was in a fucking mental health program for a year, and I can't even talk like that. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I'm just like, damn bitch, you're sad. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in honors classes at USF and like, you know, every kid in there wanted to use as many SAT words as possible per sentence. And I would spend 80% of the class Googling words under the table on my phone because I had no idea what anyone was saying at any point in time. And that's okay. I've never been an eloquent speaker. I think I write better. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I just say something to work on. I just like, like if I just say fuck every other word, maybe I'll get my point across. You will. I call that a sentence enhancer. (laughs) I love that. But is there anything else you would love to add to the people to give to the, I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Uh, I think just my main takeaway in life and in moving forward is just really focusing on ourselves, being more comfortable with being alone, embracing things that are sometimes not necessarily the norm, if that's what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. Unless that's something against the law and really bad, then seek help. <laughs> but if it's going to bring you happiness, then you know, make sure that that's what we're putting at the forefront of our minds. As long as you're not focus. exploiting and manipulating someone else, yeah, make yourself happy. Well, well <laughs> <laughs> That's another conversation. Okay. If you want to be toxic every now and then, just every now and then, stir the pot every now and then. Yeah. It's funny though, because I'm like, then because I've been alone so much this year and I'm like, oh, my biggest goal was to spend more time alone. Now I've gotten so used to being alone that it's like, sometimes I dread seeing people and Mm -hmm. like, sometimes I'll do tarot readings for myself or talk to people and they're like, you need to talk to someone. Like you need community. And I'm like, (laughs) now it's like, I know what it's like to be too alone. Yeah. And it's like. Just get another part-time job. I need to. Oh my God, no. I need to find balance. I need yeah. to just, yeah. Because now I'm like, I haven't talked to anyone other than my mother in like a week and a half. Yeah. And it's just all this. I mean, I've known her for 25 years. Yeah. What else can we talk about? Go sling some frozen yogurt, girl. <laughs> it's what we do best. It's not there anymore. Well, I'm sure there's Kane always Kane and I met at a fro-yo <laughs> shop. That's where we worked. Yeah. And batting cages. I'm not convinced it was not a fever dream. It's true. It did feel like a fever dream. Yeah. Uh, I do miss eating just cups of strawberry boba all the time. Yeah. I, I really do too. I gained so much weight because of that job. I ate so much froyo. I'm trying to think, like, just processing that job. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a time. But my computer says to die. This recording's about to cut off. So I think this is a good good time to say goodbye. Thank you all for listening. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, give your handle. Well, they're not going to be able to spell it. It'll be in the comments, though. Kane, not Kanye. Well, that's my name, not my handle. Oh, well, isn't that... Okay, what's your handle? Kane Caraway. Yeah. Oh. My name. Okay, I'll put it... (laughs) I'll put it in the description. (laughs) Okay, perfect. But remember, they tell you you're just too much. That's the point. Oh, my God. I listen. You're a fan. (laughs) I'm five. All right, everyone. Have a good week and good holidays. Oh, my God. It's Christmas. Oh, my God. It'll it'll be 2022 by the time you're listening. Maybe. Some of you. You're behind. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to take me that long to get out the episode. Okay. Goodbye.